Scarpins Audio. Welcome to Profiles in Eccentricity, a show about weirdos, with your hosts, John Fahey, Aaron Peter, and Matt Brutzone. Hello folks, welcome to Profiles in Eccentricity. It's a show about weirdos, doggone it. My name is John Boy, it is John Boy time. I'm afraid my name is John Francis Fahey, and I am joined by my handsome friends. <laughs> <laughs> One of them, pinnacle and perfection of perversion. Sperman Monster, Jabroni Mitchell. You got a lot of monikers, man. That's right. You're Moniker Lewinsky. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron Joseph Pita. A.K.A. Clit Eastwood? <laughs> oh, boy. That's nice. Oh, God. Is it Clit Yeastwood? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, what yeah, I heard, yeah. too. Um, uh, Breed Richards of the Fantastic Four? Oh, I like that a lot. <laughs> that's all I got. That's, that's nice. That's yeah. nice. You could say I am Mon- well, Moniker Lewinsky because I blew it. <laughs> <laughs> blew it! <laughs> to your right, my left, handsome Matt Brousseau. Hello. How are you, buddy? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm grand. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, Cape Cod, Cape Cod. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Um, up top. Off top. <laughs> Matt, I'm very excited about this profile you have. I know. Uh, we're a day late and a dollar short here uh, for our friend uh, Edgar Olmos. Oh. Uh, it was his birthday today while we're recording. Um, this is coming out tomorrow, so happy birthday, Edgar. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Edgar. Um... Edgar, uh, we were supposed to record yesterday. We we're supposed to have it be a very uh, piss-centric episode. Yeah. And I thought it would be great, you know, to have, you know, they'd coincide with that. Unfortunately, due to uh, logistical problems, <laughs> uh, we didn't get to do it. And, logistical uh, problems. And uh, so, um, sorry that we're late. And apologies to your beautiful bride. Um, this lovely, lovely woman uh, has been messaging me um, about your birthday. Mm-hmm. Uh, for some time. <laughs> like a year 364 or? days yeah. Oh, and uh yeah i mean this is really really sweet um so this is edgar's 32nd birthday oh my nice. god uh, sicko <laughs> so um she uh she dropped me this little bio on edgar i'm gonna share with you guys um he uh he's a very skilled woodworker oh. he's uh yeah. he's got an american bully Oh, a dog. Yeah, oh. and uh, named Athena, and um, uh, she said he works extremely hard, um, dedicated as hell, and gets shit done. Very, very sweet, touching stuff. I was, you know, I mean, just so touched by how sweet. That's very sweet. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, um, yeah, I mean, uh, she. what else? Um, she said they've been together for 10 years this year, married for two. Holy shit. Um, and... Uh, Fucking uh, locked it up. She's just like he loves the podcast, and he'll know right away um, as soon as the episode comes out that you guys mention him. So she, uh, you know, was uh, hoping I guess you know it would be actually on his birthday, and I'm sorry it's not to both of you, but uh, happy birthday, birthday, <laughs> happy birthday, happy birthday, <laughs> and uh, uh, Edgar, we love you. Edgar is a true freak of the teak. Uh, oh, so good. So that's um, you know, thank you. Edgar. He's a hardcore guy. And uh, we love you, buddy, and uh, much love uh, to your beautiful bride and the puppies. And 
I am uh, really happy to share a little thing with you uh, boys right now. This is uh, just something from today. And again, like uh, amazingly, we don't listen to the Mike Tyson. I know. Podcast. I don't. I was thinking about it today too. Like, I just don't want to ruin the image that I have. Yeah. Well, this Mike Tyson. Yeah. Yeah. This this this, this might this, this might help solidify that. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, he, he goes off the rails sometimes. Yeah. Well, well so he was on the rails. So it's called hot boxing, mm-hmm. and like. Because they all they all get really high. Yeah, they all get really high. And he's a boxer. And also, like, even with just cigarettes, Mike Tyson would hotbox with like yeah. Stevo, and like also just be like you know like railing coke and stuff. Yeah. Talked about it on hotbox. <laughs> uh, but uh, so uh, this is a thing. He's got. Um, I guess he's doing like seasons of the show. Uh huh. And um, he's previewing like the new shit. Mm-hmm. And he's got a uh, fucking Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart on. Did you see it? Yeah. Matt, you didn't see it. I've not seen it. So check this out. This is this is good shit. Um. That's right. He's only seventy years before God, Christ, Jesus Christ. So Caesar. how old would no, you be no. if he didn't say we were 300, 365 days with a year? How old would you be? It's a good Hart? question, Mike. And I'm be honest with you. I'm confused. Right? I think I think this is gonna be <laughs> one of those things Christ. where I just gotta be honest the whole way through. Right? Like you just gotta you gotta no, just guy rip told, it like no, a bandaid. Just a guy. He's he's only seventy years before Jesus. He's uh-huh. gonna tell us, and Jesus went with it too. So he's gonna he tell us it. this is how old we are. Yeah. yeah See, Jesus that's what went I'm with saying. The that's yeah. that's what I don't understand. And then yeah, yeah. Everybody changed. And that's what subjective. I, I think it's subjective. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Of course, it's fucking subjective. Well, at least someone's there saying it. Well, I mean, wait, 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 a, a solar year is a solar year, mm, right? And it is 365 right, days. Right. right. Yeah. They it's, just changed. They added some months. They put some months in there. Also, changed, how how is Kevin Hart going to answer that? <laughs> if if this guy didn't say that was a gallon, how much water that would that be? The same amount. I don't want to disagree with Mike Tyson. It would be the same amount. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You could call it whatever you want to call yeah, it. A yeah, gallon pissed it's, by any other name. It's, it's, it's just such a, a high guy thought. Yeah. With no answer. No. Where's what's he supposed to do with that? What if you didn't know what the color blue looked like? What yeah. would you call it? Yeah. What, what, <laughs> what if what you call blue I saw as orange? Yeah. That shit? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What if? That'd be, then you would have some form of colorblindness. It's fine. Yeah. They, they make glasses for what it. What if the Matrix got it wrong? And this That's is a tasty wheat. And to you, it tastes like jellyfish. And this is the preview for the season. That's that's like the get ready. Yeah, so the question is, is it uphill or downhill from there? And which one of those is positive? That sounds fun. If you enjoyed that clip, I'm sure you would enjoy the yeah. season. It's getting um, hard on there. Hey, those the MAGA seltzer guys. Mm-hmm. They had Donald Trump on their podcast. Oh no! They're like in a, a room like this. They're, yeah, like like, like <laughs> at one, best one room of a two bedroom apartment. Yeah, and like, <laughs> he's in there in his suit and shit. I don't even think they send social uh, secrets. Or no, <laughs> it's probably a fucking bunker in Leningrad. Oh god, <laughs> is that in Canada? <laughs> um. Oh, uh, so we were gonna do this piss centric episode. Uh, like I said, uh, when I was, I was talking to Edgar. <laughs> um, is he a real PP enthusiast? No, no. Just, I mean, he uh, might be. He might be. Who's to say? Probably enjoys you doing it. Um, but so we're preparing for this episode, and Matt did the same thing as me. He went back and he listened to the history of the world, mm-hmm. uh, Aaron's great two-part episode, mm-hmm. jammed with facts, Aaron. Well, I mean, it, it was. I mean, it was kind of the purpose, but and and then like there was still so much that you were still saying like, there should be a part three. Yeah, and um, <laughs> but so. I was telling I was telling both these guys separately. I didn't I didn't tell you, Matt, the thing that I, that made me laugh. But 
Oh, you said you, I thought you couldn't remember it. No, no, no. I, I, it was, Aaron was talking about the thing of like, because uh, it comes up a few times in both parts, I think. So, where we were saying, uh, oh, you know, like the piss and the, the, the fucking crabs on antidepressants and mm-hmm. the vitamins mm-hmm. and the crabs are jacked and mm-hmm. psyched. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're saying shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, our toilet water getting, you know, into, treated yes. into the, yeah. the water supply. And uh, how it affects. And then Aaron is like, you know, there's actually some credence to the Alex Jones thing about turning the frogs gay. Right. Because there's like hormonal stuff or whatever. Right, right. Well, there's credence to. I mean, there's. Yes, he's just completely right. unaware. Oh yeah, of, no, it's 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 it's, not. it's it's not a plot. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's not a conspiracy. Yeah. No, we're but, turning the frogs. Yeah. Right, but so so anyway, Aaron goes. We're talking about like, oh yeah, you know, Aaron goes anyway. So you know, got a frog down there, full head of hair, loves sucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> Good for him. There's just something about the full head of hair, especially <laughs> that really got me. Frog, all the, all the pills, frog, yeah. all the pills head, people are pissing in there. Full head of hair. It works on the frogs. It doesn't work on the humans. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway, fellas. Fellas. I'm ready. Okay. Matt, you got one I'm really excited about, man. I you guys want to play some baseball? <laughs> no. You got to catch this, Aaron. <laughs> guys, the Mets suck. Yeah. And they almost always have. I like them. <laughs> now, New York's other, base, other baseball team is, is the New York Yankees. They're owned by... Also rich assholes, like every baseball team is owned by, as we've seen by the lockout that is clearly happening, because the owners want more money and don't want to pay the players as much. Now, uh, New York's other baseball team, the Yankees, their owners seem to enjoy winning or trying to win. Now, the New York Metropolitan Baseball Club, as it is known, was founded in 1957, and it took on the blue colors from Brooklyn Dodgers and the orange colors from the New York Giants. Combine them both to make a team worse than both most. It seems the talent had moved to California. Yeah. Just like this. So we're here. Hey, 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 all right. Now, in the first season of the New York Mets, it's 1962, and they set a record for most losses in a single season. Uh, Major League Baseball teams play 162 games. The Mets lost 120. Wow. The uh, Ill Magic season would be chronicled by the famous uh, writer Jimmy Breslin in mm-hmm. his book, Can't Anybody Here Play This Game? <laughs> Which was a quote by the Mets manager, Casey Stengel. Damn. <sighs> He's a smart guy, this Casey Stengel. But they did have this song. Slapping the ball, calling your wife. We're too busy to practice. We're balling your wife. By some miracle, the Mets in 1969 won the World Series. They were the Miracle Mets. Mm. Uh, they, uh, the baseball championship. Uh, they were greeted uh, for the next 20 year, or 15 years by General uh, Suckmanship. Mm. And uh, every now and then they would seem okay, and then they would uh, be terrible again. And then uh, the owners, they sold the team to uh, Doubleday, who was supposed to be like the great, 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 great grandson of Abner Doubleday, the guy who created baseball. And uh, the, uh, he, he signs uh, uh, this guy, uh, Cashin, Frank Cashin, uh, this general manager who won a World Series with the Baltimore Orioles. And, uh, and they get a Madison Avenue ad agency to, to start sponsoring them and doing ads for them. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
Slowly the team comes together. 1983, they get Daryl Strawberry, hey. right fielder from California, tall, 6'4". May, may I, may I, yes. real quick, I just think there's certain, like my opinion about the Mets that I enjoy yes. versus something like the Red Sox is like the Red Sox fans are like, I don't know, like entitled to win or something. Sure, yeah. Like, you know Yankees, I mean? like Yankees fans. Yeah, Mets fans are just kind of like, this is a fucking disaster. And they're well aware of yeah. it. Mm-hmm. But they're not like, all ass heard about it. Right, right. <laughs> like they're Absol- kinda, absolutely. They're so, kind of like, that's the deal. Yeah. Yankees fans are obsessed <laughs> with winning just like they believe they should win, just like Red Sox fans. And the only difference is that the Yankees did. And so the, <laughs> yeah. so the Red Sox fans, you're like, what are you even entitled to? Yeah, why would you be entitled to this? <laughs> you guys are the Mets. You know what I mean? Yes. You just think you should for no reason. <laughs> yes. Shut yeah, up. at least the Mets aren't deluded to blame it on a curse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Curse. No, we did this. Yeah. We built this city. <laughs> and, it <sucks. laughs> and it sucks. Built it on a fucking dump. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Dino well, Strawberry, 83. Six. So, so 1983, they start building. They start, the, the, the pieces start falling into place. They had some, you know, they had people you here know why? and there. Why, John? I was born. <laughs> Coincidence? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> they had some players. They weren't a terrible team in the beginning of the 80s, but they uh, they had, you know, they had people here and there. This guy, they'd signed this guy George Foster, who was a home run champion and uh he was a really soft-spoken black guy with huge sideburns. Oh yeah. And they, and they when at his press conference, they were like anything. What about the planes? Are you worried about them? And he's like, "I think I I think the planes, you should, they should know to not fly too low. <laughs> <laughs> he might hit him. And then everybody was like, oh, this guy. Wow. Wait, wait. Was that really the joke? Yeah. He, are you worried about the planes they asked this guy? Yeah, because the airport near Shea Stadium where the Mets played. That's so funny. Uh, wow. Do you want to describe the area of uh, where Shea Stadium was, John? In Queens? Yes. I mean, fuck, the last time I was there, I was three years old, and okay. that's probably the 86. Yeah, it would have been. Uh, so, I mean, but, you know, it's like, it's the, it's the condensed, you know, New York that, like, all of it's nicer now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, like, Brooklyn and Queens were, like, extremely non-glamorous between, like, 1950 and, or 1960 and 2000. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, uh, halfway to the suburbs. So you have more of like those little houses, like you see in Spider-Man, mm-hmm. but they're like, your neighbor is like, you can fucking punch him if you yeah. stick your arm out the window. Yeah. Yeah. They're right on top of each other. But you know, it's like, it's still kind of half city. So it's like dirty, uh, you know, gray in the winter. Uh, there's always like some fucking, you know, smell, <laughs> you know, like shitty, like, Filthy ice on the side of the street, and uh, you know, loud uh, garbage collections, <laughs> and, and a lot of a lot of yelling. Yeah, a lot okay. of yelling. Okay, uh, you know, I, the one thing I think, like when I moved out here and I was, I visited like immediately after getting off the plane, I was like, "What the fuck is everybody yelling about?" <laughs> like, I, like I'm not talking, Matt. I'm talking about like out the gate, mm-hmm. the literal gate. Yeah, where like two like airport employees like. And, like, they're not mad. Yeah. But they are screaming at they're each other. They're yelling at each other. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, Aaron, Aaron is just shaking his head. <laughs> it's just, some weather we're having. Yeah, <laughs> <they are>. Beautiful. <laughs> huh? What? What's that? 
Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, when you're out there in the garbage trucks. Yeah. So now, 80, 1983, uh, pieces start falling into place. Frank Cashin, uh, uh, Daryl Strawberry comes up from the minor leagues. A huge prospect. Great prospect, Daryl yeah. Strawberry. Tall, skinny, wiry man. Good arm, good, le- good feet. Could hit a ball, you know. What these guys they, in when they, baseball? That's all important. Yeah, those are kind of the essentials. Can you throw the reach? Can yeah. you catch? Can you hit? Can you run? And uh, you know, one of these guys that uh, when the, when he hits the ball, you 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 can hear the difference yeah. with the wooden bat. Uh, they also got Ron Darling, who was a Yale educated pitcher, hmm. and I guess he played baseball there too. But he's a guy who liked to, he would know he watched Jeopardy. He was a smart man. He had a, a model for a wife. <laughs> Or a girlfriend. Yeah. He had these, you know, those, that classic mid 80s, uh, it's not a mullet, but, he had, but it's a mullet. Yeah. He was like the Patrick Bateman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then also in 83, they get Keith Hernandez, who is the ultimate get. Keith Hernandez, uh, this touches on the last baseball episode we did, but the Blocane uh, baseball with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Mm-hmm. At, at the, when, after the whole Pittsburgh Pirates thing uh, blew up, Keith Hernandez was one of the guys who got caught up in. Uh, the the court case and the arrests, or not the arrests, but the trouble. He was a guy who said he did in something like 1980, 1981, he did so much coke he doesn't even remember the entire season. <laughs> Which is helpful on the stand. <laughs> <laughs> Your Honor, no idea. <laughs> He's telling the truth. <laughs> But he was also uh, he was a, he was a very smart cerebral guy. He would uh, do the crossword in, uh, before every game. Nice. Uh, he would smoke, New York times. He would finish every game. He would sit in the clubhouse, smoke a cigarette, and uh, ice his feet uh, after every game. He would sit in the dugout and smoke a cigarette. Mm. Uh, he uh, obviously he'll come up a, a, a lot. He he became the leader of the team. He was the guy that taught the team how to win because the the team he came from was the St. Louis Cardinals, and they were the best team in baseball. Mm. And he felt that, uh, the, that he was traded because the Cardinals felt like he was too much of a, a dork to be there, even though he was the, uh, the best first like baseman the guy in who does blow and crossword puzzles yeah. and smokes cigarettes? Yeah, with his is feet a, on ice? Is yeah. a dork? Yeah. yeah. I don't what know. kind of fucking too- smooth motherfuckers did they have in St. Louis? Yeah. <laughs> 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 First base, Roy Orbison. <laughs> Second base, Johnny Cat. Like, who the what cool dudes that they have in St. Louis? <laughs> that fucking Keith Hernandez is a dork. Yeah. No, that that was a cardinal sin. Well, <laughs> anybody who reads books in baseball is immediately thought of as like this guy doesn't fit in. Yeah, or they're a spy. <laughs> yeah. Yes, they're over there. The catcher was a spy. I mean, he can read all the books he wants. He's not going to remember them. <laughs> I've been yeah. reading the same book every year. <laughs> guy, Still new. That guy read three books a day. <laughs> yeah. It's like Reagan getting the leaves out of the pool. <laughs> Man, I can't believe I'm not done with this book yet. It's been a year. <laughs> In 1983, uh, Daryl Strawberry wins Rookie of the Year. Uh, 1984, uh, Cashin uh, makes one of also <laughs> one of his best signings is a new manager, this guy, Davey Johnson. Uh, Davey Johnson was one of the first guys to use uh, analytics in baseball. He had a com- he was familiar with computers hmm. in 1983, and sometimes he would plug in a lineup and uh, and uh, use like, okay, what would be the best? Would you here? like to play a game? 
global thermonuclear baseball. <laughs> now, in the same in the same way, Hernandez, David Johnson, when he played for the Orioles, his nickname was Dum Dum because he was so smart. Oh, <laughs> it's called like big guys tiny. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Slim. <laughs> Except all the people who are saying that the baseball team are saying, "I'm a fucking idiot." Yeah. <laughs> Computers, yeah, you're fucking <laughs> exiled. <laughs> but Johnson, uh, Johnson was a guy who, uh, in in he the he was the last out of a World Series with the Orioles, and then the next year they won the World Series, and so he, you know, he had this belief, he had this understanding of that, you know, it's just you know you can have this shitty scenario, and if you believe as a team, you can you can do something. Uh, he was uh, uh, he had a degree in mathematics. Uh, he was an associate at a realty firm, and he owned a 50-acre horse ranch, three shopping centers, six apartment complexes, and he had a pilot's license and a scuba license. Fuck. What the fuck? Yeah. And he had an investment in, uh, investment newsletter that was subscribed to by uh, 500 major leaders. It's a, it's the thinking man's game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, even though it's... It's in this yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who does that investment? Dumb dumb. <laughs> <laughs> the dumb dumb ledger. <laughs> it's a a weekly uh, newsletter. <laughs> oh, I lost everything. I gave it to dumb dumb. <laughs> <laughs> well, so that's before the '84 season. Now, in the '84 season, uh, they bring up this uh, this this hot young pitcher named uh, Dwight Gooden. Hell yeah, named Doc Dwight Doc Gooden. And David Johnson said he saw him when he was a, a minor leaguer, and he's like, "If I if I'm gonna be a major league manager, that guy's coming with me." And in something like a hundred innings in his first season in the minors, Doc Gooden had 200 strikeouts. Fuck, <laughs> he was just he threw two pitches. He threw a fastball, mm-hmm. and he threw a curveball, mm-hmm. and that was it. That's all you need. And uh, they also uh, they signed they also signed this guy Sid Fernandez, who became a very important reliever for them. He was a Hawaiian man. Maybe the catcher only had two fingers. <laughs> well, it could have been that joke. <laughs> Fastball, <laughs> curveball. <laughs> Terrible joke. That's funny. Funny. Nineteen eighty four. They uh, called him hands. <laughs> <laughs> 1984, uh, uh, Doc Gooden wins uh, Rookie of the Year. Mm-hmm. So two years in a row, they got Rookies of the Year. This was like the Dodgers. They had like three Rookies of the Year in the 90s and really just didn't do shit. Well, because uh, uh, 1985, the Mets, now this time they get uh, Lenny Dykstra, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Nails, a nickname he gave himself. <sighs> <laughs> well, Dum Dum was taken. <laughs> 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 they uh, they also they also uh, get this uh, young reliever named Roger Roger McDowell. Hey, mm-hmm. who becomes uh, not this season? He's still too green. But after he gets heckled a bunch by the people on the team, starts taking up a role as kind of the prankster and the and the jester of the team. I like that. Mm-hmm. And then they also sign in 1985 Gary Carter, mm-hmm. who was the best catcher in baseball at the time. A man whose mother died when he was 14 and uh, uh, believed in God. And, and Daryl Strawberry would say, like, we were all sweating baseball. Gary Carter was 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 on another plane. He was <laughs> totally fine with he baseball. He was sweating the afterlife. Because he was, like, a very religious man. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Large man. No one, no one liked him because he was, a, he was a pretty face, and everybody felt like he was, like, always, he, was take, he would take every ad that came his way. 
And they were like, oh, 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 camera. He, he, it was his, one of his nicknames. Oh, because he would do an ad for what, like whatever used car lot yeah. or whatever. Yeah, anything. MetLife. Yeah. But he was also it pays. the best catcher in baseball. But like, also, like, how about all these baseball players finding reasons to hate each other? Like, if you have any, yeah. if any success, they're like, fucking shithead. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, they're so mad. Well, I wonder a- what they call Jackie Robinson. <laughs> Whitey. <laughs> <laughs> Cracker Jack. <laughs> Cracker Jack Robinson. That's, that's so stupid. That's nice. That's really nice, Matt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, age 20, 1985, Doc Gooden wins Cy Young. So he goes At from 20? He goes from rookie of the year to Cy Young. He has a 1.53 ERA. Gosh. He is just completely unhittable. One of the best seasons in the history of baseball. Damn. Uh, a little bit about Lenny Dykstra. He will come up a bunch. <coughs> he was described as the most, uh, by one reporter, as the most disgusting person in baseball. <laughs> Which is... Saying something. <laughs> a lot, yeah. Because everybody had fucking chew in or smoke yeah. cigarettes or but like... But he was a pretty face, you said. No, Gary Carter. Oh, was. sorry, sorry, my bad. Lenny Dykstra was, yeah, the, the most uh, uh, disgusting man, person in baseball. Uh, he showed up... He was about 5'7", five, 5'8". Five, uh, his first day that he showed up in spring training in 1985, they, someone was like, are you the bad boy? And he said, no, I'm Lenny Dykstra. I'm the best fucking player in California. <laughs> uh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> My mistake. <laughs> uh, in uh, his first day with the team, he, told, he yelled at the bad boy and he said, kid, come over here and tie my shoes. So uh, Ron Darling went over, one of the veterans, just went over and took a pair of scissors and cut all the laces. <laughs> <laughs> and then he made the bad boy tie everyone back together. <laughs> Thanks, sir. I thought you were one of us, Lenny. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> he was also, he had, he, um, if you were ever gambling, he would show up and he would gamble and he would lose all of his money to you. Everybody loved him. And he was also a complete asshole. Uh, here's a story. Uh, once a bunch of Mets, this is from, oh, one of my sources is The Bad Guys Won, uh, the great Brilliant title. Uh, Jeff Perlman book uh, about that. And the other one, uh, the, my other source is the ESPN 30 for 30 documentary about it. But this is from the book. Uh, once a bunch of Mets spent a couple hours at a collectible show in New Jersey. Dykstra signed hundreds of items, rarely glancing up from beneath his sunglasses. Near the end of the session, a Roseanne bar lookalike handed him a baseball. Dykstra snapped, Lady, he said, you are too fucking fat for me to sign this thing for you. <laughs> so a Roseanne lookalike who was at the, collect- the collectible show? Like, yeah, well, that's not like her job. There's a bunch of Mets there. Well, she was, no, she wasn't a prof- she wasn't. It wasn't like, I'm a professional Roseanne lookalike. No, She's just saying, some bra that looked like Roseanne. Yeah, yeah. she wasn't going, Dan or anything. <laughs> yeah. And Lenny Dykstra said. <laughs> she hadn't sung the national anthem by that point. Lenny Dykstra cared about his fans. You could, damn. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry, man. You're just too damn fat. When you first said they were at a collectible ball. show, I thought you meant like as guests. Like, 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 like looking for collectible. <laughs> <laughs> I was like. Oh, that will come up. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of cool bobbleheads do we have here? These guys are all chopped up antiquing. <laughs> And so those are just some of the big names. They had they had other guys like Mookie Wilson, mm-hmm. incredibly fast guy. Ray Knight, who is kind of the 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 second uh, a leader of the team, a kind of an unsung hero uh, who 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 had a lot of attitude. 
uh, and you know was an old Golden Gloves winner. They had this guy Bobby Ojeda. They signed him from the Boston Red Sox. He didn't fit in with the Red Sox because once during a labor dis- dispute, uh, all of the Red Sox players were like, "We think the owners have our best uh, interests at hand," and he's like, "No, they fucking don't. You guys are idiots." And they're like, "Okay, well, you're traded." Yeah, uh, Bobby Ojeda, cl- classic Bobby Ojeda, classic Boston. And he showed up, he showed up, and he saw the Mets, and he's like, these guys are fucking gross, mm-hmm. and they love each other, this is my team. Nice. And so with Ojeda, who's a left-handed pitcher, they had, uh, they had the best catcher in baseball, they had the best first baseman in baseball, they had the best right fielder in baseball, uh, they had all of these great pitchers, they had, their, they had a, left, a good lefty starter, they had a good righty starter, they had all these guys in the bullpen. Keith Hernandez described it, he said, we had pitching out the ass. Yeah. Which is a very baseball phrase. Yeah. It's almost just like a, like a thing with pitching in the Mets. Like, even when they were, like, recently, like, like, yeah, it, was sure. like it was so pitching-driven. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, pitching wins baseball. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's you, the most important player. You can have the best hitters you want, but if there is one good pitcher, he right. can he can sneak he can sneak a, a he can steal a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they also had this guy named Kevin Mitchell, who was um, never drank, never smoked, former gang member, <laughs> <laughs> who could play every position. Uh, his nickname was World Be Free because <laughs> he could play every position. Doggy. Uh, I know that name. Yeah, because he used to be a basketball player. Yeah. That's where they got it from. Uh, one time, Kevin Mitchell almost uh, killed Daryl Strawberry in a pickup basketball game when they were minor leaguers. The sick crossover broke his ankles or something? <laughs> no, because Daryl Strawberry was, was being like, you're being, a, you're being a big pussy right now. And so Kevin Mitchell started punching him. And someone like, you can't do that. It's Daryl Strawberry. And Kevin Mitchell goes, Darryl, I thought Daryl Strawberry was white. And then Kevin Mitchell goes back to his hotel room, gets a bat, and, and he's like, I'm going to go down there and beat this guy senseless with the bat. I like, thought you were white, man. Yeah. yeah. I thought he was going to get him to sign it. <laughs> <laughs> he did. But Kevin Mitchell was also, he would, he would later go on to be an NL MVP, but at the time, he's a rookie this year, and, but he was a hard, he was a hard man, uh, but also like didn't know anything about the world. He showed up in New York, and there, he's, he was on a tour with somebody, and he's like, what's that? And so you go, that's the Statue of Liberty. And he goes, Statue of Liberty's in New York? What the fuck? What? He, he just focused on baseball, John. I guess, yeah. <laughs> Not exactly a Yale guy. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite a dum-dum. <laughs> now, spring training, 1986. Uh, David I, mean, I was doing a lot of coke and social studies. I don't remember <laughs> shit. No, he didn't do any drugs, which Straight is going to be important later on this team. <laughs> Now, let me tell them where the pyramids are. <laughs> you don't want any, any part of this, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> now, spring training in 1986. Davey Johnson, this team had lost uh, to the St. Louis Cardinals on the last day of the season, had been eliminated from the playoffs. So they were the second best team in baseball in 1985. And Davey Johnson goes, we've been building this team. I know exactly what this team is. They're a bunch of, bunch of scummy guys who fucking work their ass off. And they love each other, and they're good. Like we, we, and so he says something that no one had ever really said before uh, to a team. That uh, like when these guys talk about, like in spring training, you're like, "What are your hopes for the season?" And and one year the Mets co- manager was this other guy, and he's like, "Hey guys, if we finish 500, we're, this is gonna be a good year." Yeah. Oh. And now instead, this is what David Johnson said. He said, "Guys, this is our year. I know the Cardinals won last year, but that's done with." We're not just going to win. We're going to win big. We're going to dominate. We're going to blow the rest of the division away. I have no doubt about that. Neither should you. Now let's get to work. 
Plus, here's a cardboard cutout of our <laughs> female general manager. <laughs> where every win will strip off an item of clothing. <laughs> now, we got this ex con. It's a major league reference, <laughs> yeah, that's Aaron. Right, that's, that's very right. good. We got this guy who wears weird glasses. He has no marbles. He has no marbles. So, they weren't just, uh, this is something that guys were saying, like, managers don't say this stuff. But they're like, Davey said this to us, and we believe it too. He's one of us, mm -hmm. right? And uh, the scummy, there, there was a group on the team called the Scum Bunch. <laughs> now, the Scum Bunch had evolved over the years. Well, there's a Splack Pack. Yeah, did they release an album? <laughs> and then they became the Scum Bunch. It was a... Davey Johnson and the Scum Bunch. <laughs> it was it was come on, come on. It was supposed to be the Cum Bunch. But they were just like, ah, you guys are the Scum Bunch. Trust me. Mm -hmm. We used to be the Splack Pack. Come on. So, uh, uh, do you think that they, I mean, like, they did love each other? Yes. Yeah? Yes. Because it sounds like quite a rogues gallery, and therefore you would think... A lot of bad blood. Like, the hard, like, yeah, you got Lenny in there, <laughs> you know what I mean, pissing everybody off, like, but they got along somehow. Maybe Wait, the yes. Mets, maybe the Mets' secret is they need to suck so bad, <laughs> and then they're good. Like, well, but this team didn't suck. No, no. These guys as, were... As humans. These guys were good. Oh, I see. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh... <laughs> uh so the, there was a, the Scum Bunch was, it had started in the early 80s of this group of guys who would, after every, after every game, home game, they would just sit around drinking. The point where everybody would be gone, it'd be just them drinking. It'd be three or four guys. In the clubhouse? In the clubhouse. And if there was like a bowl of, if there was like any food out, they would take it and just start hucking it at the TV to the point where it would just like make stains on the wall and if there was like, if there was peaches, fucking peaches stuck to the Dwight wall. Dwight Gooden's putting holes through the fucking screen. <laughs> but it wasn't Dwight Gooden. No, no, no. It was a bunch of, it was a bunch of. Uh, Scum bunch. Yeah. Uh, uh, and it, <laughs> <laughs> Gooden was too young to be a part of that. But uh, the, so these were the guys that like, you know, they'd be bat on the back. They were the, they were the real. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the rear guard. The rear guard. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, you know the the whole team had there was a there was an attitude with the whole team and and like we should dominate and also we're gonna have a lot of fun doing it. Mm. Uh, Twenty minutes into spring training, uh, pitcher Doug Sist, uh, Sisk he takes a shit. He then takes a piece of toilet paper covered in shit and hangs it in Doc Gooden's locker. Everybody has a great laugh about it. Oh God! <laughs> this is my calling card. Pitcher Bobby Ojeda. Dial and, two. <laughs> pitcher Bobby Ojeda and uh, and Rick Aguilera, who is another, who is a relief pitcher. Uh, every every morning after, or every afternoon after the morning workout, they would go fishing, and uh, they never caught anything. When the equipment manager made fun of them for not catching anything, one lunch break they decided to go out buy a fish, <laughs> chop it into pieces, and put it in the man's bed. Yes, I've heard this. And really? So they did that at about two in the afternoon, and he oh. didn't find it until about ten. That's nice. And then you have to get a hotel room. <laughs> well, the equipment guy, he saw that Ojeda and Aguilera were going to play in a golf tournament, and uh, when they got there and got on the first tee and reached in their bag for a golf ball, they found that all their golf balls had been replaced with four dozen hard-boiled Shelled eggs. <laughs> oh, did <you> feel weird? <laughs> How many did you think they got to the tea? 
<laughs> just they're so fucked up like I don't know man, as a titleist <laughs> they're like my golf bag smells like shit that's so many yeah. I love a good hard boiled egg though it's nice huh if I found a hard boiled egg in my fucking uh, bonus hey hey you do with that dinner and entertainment what is this medieval times you don't know how long it's been sitting there Psh, doesn't matter it's cooked so Everybody was pretty much having a good time, except for Doc Gooden, who uh, hurt himself in the offseason, lied about it to the team, uh, and then showed up uh, late for, uh, missed some spring training stuff, lied about it to the team, uh, and that'll come, become important later. To, oh, I mean, to what end? Why? Just so he could still play? What do you mean, what, why? Why would he, he lie? He, he lied about the injuries? Yes. And, it, and, and it, being late. He said he got in a car accident, but uh, it, that never materialized into any, there was no... The police report there was no damage to any car. There's his story kept changing, and so people are going, oh, Well, well, he's a young guy, you know. <laughs> I'm starting to think he's not a good one. <laughs> maybe, maybe this is baseball, Dick. I don't think he's a doctor either. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, they get through spring training opening day 1986, they beat the Pittsburgh Pirates four to two, and then the second day of opening day or baseball, they did this. The fucking Super Bowl shuffle. Get mesmerized, get mesmerized. Mesmerized? I've seen this. Get mesmerized, get mesmerized. Get mesmerized, get mesmerized. Dude, you gotta let me see this. Oh, this. Oh, this just. I'm music. George Foster. I love this team. The Mets are better than the rent machine. I live to play, and that's my thing. This year we're gonna win the series ring. Play together, our teams real tight. A mess with us, we're dynamite. Strawman Daryl, it's all the same. Call him Barry, what's in a name? Thank you, George, you're a classy guy with your black back. You know we sure rely. You know California is where I'm from. But for New York, I hit home runs. Power and speed, you know we got okay. It's because this is the year after the Super Bowl shuffle. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So every team is like, oh, we got to have a... Do they go through like the whole lineup? <laughs> yeah, all, all 45 guys. Hey, they could only gather about uh, eight or eight or nine guys for it. Um, I, I will I will cover that song in the next Patreon <laughs> because there's not enough time to do it just Well, that's not because it's a truly, bunch. <laughs> it's a truly chopped up jukebox. <laughs> Holy shit. We just listened to the Sex Offender Shuffle the other day. <laughs> oh, okay. It's a very, very good parody of the Super Bowl Shuffle. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Maybe but, on the Patreon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, the, the Mets, uh, it, it's the beginning of the season, and they're still not done with pop culture. Uh, in the third game of the season, they lose to the Philadelphia Phillies, and Keith Hernandez commits an error that would later be misstated, but remembered thusly. Oh, no, man. <laughs> I despise him. <laughs> why? I'll tell you why. No, let me tell it. No, you can't tell it. You her. always Sign tell it. All right, tell it. Why that? You just tell it. June 14th, 1987. Mets, Phillies, were enjoying a beautiful afternoon in the right field stands when a crucial Hernandez error opens the door to a five-run Phillies ninth, cost the Mets the game. Our day was ruined. <laughs> There was a lot of people, you know, they're waiting by the players' parking lot. Now, we're coming anyway. down the ramp. Newman was in front of me. Hernandez was coming toward us. 
That's because Jerry's a Mets fan. Yes. And Newman's a Mets fan. Bill Maher, Chris Rock. And um, uh, Billy Crystal's character in the City Slickers movies. Right, but he's actually... He's actually a Yankees yeah. fan. Ah! Which huh. is, you know, nice. It's fun. That he, his character's like the Mets. Well, that's how good an actor he is. <laughs> yeah, you never know. I think I can wear two hats. Oh my God, I that. completely believed it. Yeah. Put one hat off, put another one on. <laughs> Unrecognizable. I was like, who? Oh, I, I, Aren't you that, that hairy guy? You couldn't be Billy Crystal. <laughs> no. no. Uh, so, anyway, so uh, to get back, it, that was that was captioned pop culture. Uh, Hernandez, like I said earlier, he was the team leader. He was a guy that they all looked to. Um, Dork. He was a guy that... Uh, uh, Rick, when, when Rick Aguilera signed with the team in, in 1985, his, his, he, he uh, made his major league de- debut in 1985, and he, he goes to the mound, and he's fucking just scared out of his mind. And uh, Keith Hernandez uh, comes to the mound. Keith Hernandez was the first baseman, so he would walk to the mound, and he goes, uh, he goes Aguilera, that's Spanish, right? And, and, uh, and, and Aguilera's like, oh, yeah. And Hernandez grabs his balls and goes, a Spaniard's got sack. Let's do it. <laughs> And Aguilera was like, "Can confirm." <laughs> <laughs> Spaniards got sacked. <laughs> uh, in, in 1985, after Darling, uh, uh, Ron Darling had a, a really bad start against the team. He goes back to his hotel room. He opens the door. There's a bottle of Dom Perignon on his night table. It says it's a note from Hernandez saying, "Enjoy this. I hope it'll help you forget." Uh, and hey, so, hey, that's nice. He was a guy that he had been through a lot of shit. And he knew how to massage these guys to like to get everybody to play together. Why didn't you just give him a season's worth of cocaine to help him forget? <laughs> well, he Champagne. Did. Because he had done it and he had stopped doing it and he knew how bad it was Good for, for, him. for a baseball player. Right. Or just in anybody in general. How about a much? whole team? And so, uh, uh, after at the beginning of the season, they they arrive in St. Louis, St. Louis team that are, everybody assumes will be their rivals, the best team in baseball the year before. All those smooth guys, yeah. smooth Joes. Oh, the fucking fucking bunch of Fonzies out there. <laughs> <laughs> you would think they were all the A's. <laughs> Very good. Here. Honestly, I'm really uh, proud. I'm very proud of that. You one. should be. It's fucking so stupid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> it's just a picture of it's just a picture of Fonzie no. instead of the logo. It's like a nine Henry Winkers <laughs> in, in pinstripes. So they go to St. Louis, and when they arrive in St. Louis, the the paper, the the hometown paper in St. Louis, says the bad guys are back in town. The bad boys are back. Meaning the Mets. Yes. So even the, already there's a reputation there that these guys. Uh, and so the Mets, you know, they, they go, well. We, well, we are back in town. <laughs> <laughs> but also, also, fuck these guys. We are going to show everybody how fucking good we are. Yeah. Uh, first game of the series. It's a four-game series. Four, first game of the series, they're losing 4-2 to two in the ninth. They score three runs and win. Next day, they win 9 nothing. Then they win the next two games, and mentally, they everybody knew Cardinals will never touch these guys again. Yeah. Wow. Who, and who's on the Cardinals at this time? Like Ozzie Smith. 
Ozzy Smith, yes. And Ozzy Smith is one of the guys who's like, you know, it's good to be a winner, but you should be classy when you do it. And it's like, okay, well, fuck uh, yeah, Stop yeah. doing backflips. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sounds like loser talk. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, you know, the Mets, they, they didn't just win. They also drank. Dude, nice. And they didn't just drink when they won. They drank when they lost. Mm. And they didn't just drink, bef- you know, the night before a game. They, they drank after the game. They drank when they were traveling after the game from uh, uh, on the bus yeah, to the d- plane. They drank while driving the bus. <laughs> yes. And then they drank on the plane <laughs> to the next city. And then when they got to the next city, they drank on the bus from the plane to the hotel. Hmm. And then they drank in the hotel that they were staying at. Yeah. And then they went to the game the next day. Mm-hmm. And then they put Faderade in the coolers. <laughs> <laughs> just so they weren't getting a hangover during the game. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they drank so much that people would fall asleep on the bus just bl- just drunk. Uh, Ed Hearn, one of the uh, players, uh, I believe he was a pitcher, uh, he tells a story that uh, one time he was falling asleep on the bus, and he's falling asleep, and he and he and he, he wakes up, and he's like, oh, I think the AC is leaking. No. <laughs> and he's like, oh, my back sweat. And he turns around, and he sees behind him, shortstop, Rafael Santana. Ed Hearn says, cock the size of a bat. Oh, like a, uh, the, like a baseball bat. Like a winged. Oh, like an actual base, like like a baseball bat. Cock the size of a baseball bat. He's just holding it out of his pants. Santana's passed out, just pissing over the seat. <laughs> Thick golden braids. Oh, my God. St. Louis Arch. <laughs> yes, very good. Yeah, the St. Louisville Slugger. <laughs> uh, so you know they uh, they gambled everywhere they went. They uh, one of their favorite card games was red or black. If you uh, pulled a red card, you drank, and if you pulled a black card, you kept pulling until you pulled a red card. You're shitting me. No, nope, that was their that was one of their favorite card games. Who came up with that, Dum Dum? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I went to Yale. <laughs> you should have seen how Daryl Strawberry changed his that game. <laughs> so Strawberry was one of these guys who was, everybody, when he was sober, everybody was like, this is actually, he's a very sweet man. But he's one of these guys, and we've all met them, that once they get a few drinks in them, they think they should never be challenged. That no, if anybody challenges them. Oh, it's like an argument? They're going to win whatever the fuck it is. And so he was one of these guys that, like, when he wasn't drinking, he was fine, but then... He would start heading, hang, going to the back of the bus, hanging out with the scum bunch, and he would just, like, make fun of... They were pretty brutal to each other at times. But even Gary Carter, he says the difference between the Mets and the Expos, the Expos made fun of Gary Carter behind his back, but on the Mets, they made fun of him to his face. And he's like, I respect that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's what makes it a team. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it really it is. Really, yes. Yeah, yeah, it's like like whispering. Mm-hmm. Come on, mm-hmm. no, you got the scum bunch back there. Mm-hmm. I'll go back there and piss on them. <laughs> Santana, you're up. <laughs> you're on deck. <laughs> oh my god! They called him the reliever, <laughs> the ace, because he relieved himself. The <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and you know, Doug- yeah, the AC is tripping on me in the bus. What are you driving in the bus from a league of their own? Yeah, oh my back sweat. <laughs> Which is it? 
<laughs> no, bet you my back's wet, not my back's Oh, oh you thought that? Dude. Yeah, I was like, yeah, oh, yeah, my yeah. back's wet. Hey, the fuck? But dude, like, you know those fucking rich golden braids cascading down his back. Well, when you wake up at first, oh. I'm sure you're wondering. This guy, this guy collects it in. Uh, <laughs> A new era Mets hat. <laughs> Starter back in the day, probably. Yeah. yeah. Uh but so here's a little uh, like Hernandez. Or, I mean, Strawberry didn't pull punches on anybody. Like he made fun of everybody once he was drinking. And uh, one time, one time on a plane back from St. Louis, Hernandez had just bought a, a dozen grade A steaks in St. Louis, and he sealed them up and he packed them up. He put them in the the uh, the compartments, and uh, he was bringing them back to New York to you know fry them up. And uh, Strawberry can't get good steak. Yeah, in New York. yeah, yeah. I, I, who knows. Well, he used to play in St. Louis. He probably yeah, had like a preferred. He probably had a butcher, a steakhouse there, or something that he yeah. liked. Trust me, guys. It's great. Uh, and uh, he says, Stra- "Strawberry drunk just starts getting on him, being like, hey, 'Hey, isn't it? How about that treatment in St. Louis?' Because because Hernandez, you know, he was hurt. He was really hurt mentally when he went back to St. Louis, and the fans called him a cheater and a druggie. The fans he had played for." Mm. And, and been a hero of just a couple years before. Now he wasn't with them, and so they, they cast him out. And uh, Strawberry Drunk starts getting on him about this. So Hernandez reaches up into the compartments, takes a steak out, and just fucking throws it at Strawberry. And next thing everybody knows, it's a steak fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and are they, like, wrapped or... Are they frozen? They're They're... Facts yes and no. They aren't at the end of it. The good thing is that if you get like a black eye from that, they you put, put the steak on right it. on yeah, it. Exactly. It's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> the guy, they were throwing steaks at it. By the time they were done, this is what O'Hara says, by the time we reached the airport, guys were eating the steaks raw, taking bites out and breathing hard and hitting each other. It was that psycho mentality. Psycho mentality? Yes. It was that psycho men- Like there's just one. <laughs> yeah. That's cool, man. Guys... Biting raw steaks and punching each other. Yeah. It's the most, <laughs> you know, you got to respect it. Imagine the bus driver. Oh. <laughs> you guys got any left? <laughs> this is more than my entire <laughs> the entire pay for this. I Yeah. I, that guy, that bus driver's sweating, just, bro. <laughs> no, I think, I think he was getting pissed on by Santana. <laughs> my back's wet. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, for, for the book, Ojeda, uh, he he's, he said uh, he said if when you do the research about about us, you're gonna find out we were vile fuckers. <laughs> vile. Uh, Ron, Ron, Ron Ron Darling said uh, we were growling dogs. Jesus. Ojeda said he said uh, we were throwbacks, man. We were like, give me a steak, give me a fucking beer, give me a smoke, and get the fuck out of our way. <laughs> you didn't even have to cook it. <laughs> exactly. I'll cook it over the cigarette. Punch me in the face, man. Come on. Eat me. Piss off. Yeah, try it out. Use <laughs> the key. Uh, and, uh, dur- during a game against the Dodgers, Keith Hernandez hit a home run, trotted around the bases, sat down in the dugout, and then lit a cigar. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. He got fined for that, but. Really? Yeah. I mean, if he lit a cigarette, it would have been fine, but he lit a cigar. What the fuck is that about? Yeah. It's ba- John, it's baseball. And you can fucking do that fucking chewing tobacco nonsense. Yeah. Uh, giving yeah. everybody Take tumors bennies, on their fucking... Take LSD, pitch a no... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Perfect game. <laughs> cigar! My God! How, how dare you? <laughs> this is a gentleman's game. <laughs> also on this team was... Uh, so, so Roger McDowell, I, I mentioned briefly earlier, he... This year's where he really... 
he's like, I finally started, ha- I started making money. I had enough money to buy stuff. I started getting creative. So every, like he, one time they were honoring uh, uh, some guy. And so he bought the entire team orange wigs. So when they were standing on the field with the guy, they all had orange wigs on. Did the guy have orange hair? Was it like it was he had, a, he had red hair? But uh, he, he he bought a Nixon mask. He'd show up to the, show up to games with a Nixon mask on. No. Uh, one time he bought rollerblades or roller skates, and he was skating around until the manager was like, "If you fucking fall, that's on me, asshole. Take those off." <laughs> uh, he also perfected a thing uh, known as the hot foot. Oh. Now uh, and he did it successfully in a game in Cincinnati. Now the hot foot is when. You uh, uh, take a uh, a cigarette and you wrap it up either in, uh, maybe in a, like a uh, a piece of paper and then you either in some gum or tape and you stick it on someone's shoe yeah. while they're not looking yeah. and then you light it and by the time they know it something's burning their shoe is on fire. <laughs> oh my god! And he perfected that. Yeah. yeah so Durga gave in Cincinnati that year. Their first base coach was just sitting on the bench by himself, not paying any attention. McDowell, uh, army crawls. <laughs> Commando crawls. Underneath the bench, through the muck and villainy of that. Uh, <laughs> is that that line from Shawshank? Through a, through a, a hundred yards. yards of, yeah. of piss and shit. <laughs> and he gets it, and he, he's, he successfully tapes the cigarette, the, the, the hot foot, lights it, and the, this is during a game. This is during a game. The He's f- coaching first base. The first base coach goes out, and McDowell goes to the, the guy running the camera. He says, stay on him. Uh, it was a crazy time. Man. And I can't find the footage of that. I can find another game for May, and it's Dude. not that one. Yeah, it's really like... That's out, eight, that like, is out yeah, there. 80s to 90s, like, shit changes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there was a lot of... Drastically. Yeah. Like... Uh, what? Well, you know, so there is this collection of guys. I want to, one more thing. Uh, a couple, two more things I want. There's also Santana, uh, the big dick guy. Oh, the bat. He was an illiterate uh, who didn't who didn't speak English that well, and his one of his things was he would bring in foreign pornos. Nice. And put them on. Oh, and they'd monster be like, cock she emails and be shit. Like, they'd be like, is that a sheep? <laughs> no, is that a sheep? Is that a sheep fucking a one-legged woman? That was one of his more memorable ones. <laughs> you can get that stateside. Oh, no. He was getting uh, uh, fucking the Danish book and film. Yeah. yeah. It's actually a yak. <laughs> I can't read. <laughs> but so so one thing, one thing the, the documentary goes into, covers well, is New York in 1980. In the middle nine, mid nineteen eighties, right? Mm-hmm. Greed is good, mm-hmm. but stabbing's also- good. <laughs> stabbing's up. <laughs> <laughs> Way it's a growth up. industry. <laughs> <laughs> Buy stock in nine. Yeah, I got, I got stabbing futures. <laughs> <laughs> the city, though, like these guys were. In effect, the face of the city of like, yeah, rich guys could do whatever they wanted. They were loved wherever they went. Never had to buy a fucking drink. Mm-hmm. And the excess and the fuck you nature was what New York was was giving off at that time. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. everybody wanted to be a part of that. The people like you know my my, my parents left in eighty one, probably peak. They left Manhattan for Long Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just a thing where like you're. An hour away, but you might as well be a lifetime away. But you're still got New York news, and you're just looking at the paper every day going, 
Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. About all of it. Yeah. yeah. Now, now, what were the Yankees <laughs> like at this time? They they were a good team. And they he, uh, who's on the Yankees? In the uh, Don Mattingly. Oh, nice. Yeah, he had a mustache. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that can be that can, that can be good. Yeah, yeah. mustache is good. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't remember uh, who else, but uh, you know, because they because the way the play, the way the the major leagues worked at that time, there was the uh, the National League, the American League, and there was only two divisions in each. Mm. Uh, so the National League had an East Division and a West Division. Right. And whoever won each of those divisions we'll play for the would play in a semifinal in the uh-huh. playoffs for the championship. And before that, there was only one division on, in each league, and whoever won that would immediately go to the... Right. So this was the first expansion. This happened years earlier. Yeah. And then, of course, now what we have is that there's... It was uh, like AFC, NFC sort yes, of deal. Yes, yes. Yeah. And now there's uh, 36 divisions with... Uh, 25 wild card teams. Exactly. And they're, they're yeah. never <laughs> because Major League Baseball is like, well, these guys, they can play forever and we can make money from every game. Yeah, also I think they, <laughs> they, they, they had to out. spice <laughs> it up because it was like almost inherently unfair. Well, so they had to keep kind of There's less surprises, uh, especially when there's bigger money. The more money that goes in, the harder it is for some scrappy upstart. Exactly. It's not like the Mets were an upstart team at this point. Either, right. You know? Yeah, yeah. And they had had glory days behind them yes yeah uh but here's a little clip of what it meant to the uh mets to the fans uh this team and john you'll recognize this sort of fellow this sort of fellow uh-huh very good yeah a kindred spirit yeah <laughs> i mean a guy i know <laughs> you'll know this guy maybe not a kindred spirit glory day Six was the big year. You want to sit next to on a train to somebody you'd want to be next to you every moment of your life. Do you want people to know you're a Mets fan? 86 was the big year for people in Queens. If you were from Queens, you were kind of like on top of the world. And rap was coming like Queens. Oh, it means everything. It means, it means I'm really game. my brains out at all. All messed up. What he say? Um, slugging my brains out, all getting all messed up on the World Series. Now, why'd you? That's not the typical thing. Cla- yeah, that's just yeah, the drunk one. Yeah, classic guy. Yeah. Guy in a parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> and now the view from the man in a parking lot. <laughs> Don't. That's like a scene from Decline of Western Civilization. Yeah, <laughs> Have you seen yeah. Heavy Metal Parking Lot? And I think it's the same to me. That's the same thing. Same thing. Yeah. yeah it's like it's like twenty minutes long. They know they're like just <laughs> that's not tighten it up. We don't want to ruin everybody's night. Now, as, as Lenny Dykstra said, there's a uh, he would say there, uh, he didn't say this, but there was a lot of swag. Like there a lot of swag around this team. And, and uh, Lenny Dykstra, he said, uh, you know, I didn't mind walking around like I had a fifteen inch cock. Like I'm fucking Santana. And Man, I uh, wish I couldn't read. And, uh, and, and <laughs> but I did buy some of these pornos. <laughs> Is that a goat? And uh, and uh, so you know, uh, these guys were f- fucking a lot. Even well, I'll let I'll let. Here's another clip for you. God, Daryl. I mean, what do you want me to say? You want me to say that you can go into a hotel without checking in and take somebody upstairs and come back down after you checked in and then go back upstairs with somebody else? Yes, that could happen. 
My mom, she said, you need to just focus on your baseball career and leave those girls alone and stop drinking. I wish I would have listened to mom. Me not. I always say, why looping walk? It's Linda. I always picked one chick out, one chick, We're gonna and then play for you. There was girls, you know, that would be in the stands and look at you, and you point them out to the kids and you tell them to meet you down underneath the tunnel on somewhere, and, and you do whatever, I guess. <laughs> you want to have fun at the ballpark when you're playing between innings, you know? I, I don't have nothing, you know, to be ashamed of. It was life, you know, it was just the way it was. It was fast, you know? Girls wanted to have fun. Oh my God, Daryl Strawberry Lopper. was Girls like just a big have fun. hero. They cut to, from him That's saying, good. "Girls want to." Oh have my fun. God, Daryl Strawberry! Oh my God, he <laughs> he had a good. What connect. did she say? What did she, I didn't hear it. He said, "Daryl Strawberry." Oh, he was a hero. Oh my God, that's so. Good. Now this is eighty-seven. This is eighty-six. Eighty-six. So, in I wonder if I would imagine that once Jordan entered the league two years later, or, oh Jordan was before that. Jordan had already entered the NBA. Uh, I would imagine eighty four. So it was eighty four yeah. draft pick. Oh okay. yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Why? So well, oh, just because um, people stopped going to baseball games like that. In my mem- bullshit memory, I feel like the, like the NBA got big after that. I think like the NBA is like turn of the nineties, like real. But when big. the Bulls really started taking, yeah, 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 yeah. No, but that's that's but, the Bulls. I mean, the, yeah, no, the, the Lakers and the and the, the late Showtime Lakers. Yeah, yeah you're right. And, I guess and, and you're, you're right. still like, and yeah. the Knicks sucked. Yeah. Even the, so, in New York, all you had was the Mets, dude. I mean, my whole school almost like skipped school to go to a Yankees parade, like like yeah. when they when the Yankees like had like their yeah. kind of streak and stuff. But also, like same thing, you know. I mean, depends on the town you're in, and and, and yeah, we all watched, you know, fucking everybody watched the Cowboys defeat the Bills mm-hmm. a million times. Yeah, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. uh, every, like everything was huge. Yeah, you're right. There was less going on. There's no porn. Free internet. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> dude, hockey, like fucking hockey matter, massive. Yeah. Where I lived, dude, oh, my God. Like, just, like, you know, I've told Matt a million times, but, like, the starter jacket that you brought up, starter. Oh, yeah, well, of course. Where I lived, it was, like, if a kid had a starter jacket, the the flip of the coin was... Dallas Cowboys. Was, it was, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Or, but but mainly in, in my neighborhood, it would be Rangers Islanders. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Big but, old jackets. Yeah. yeah. Puffy. God, those are good jackets. They were. Uh, so, so the Mets, they, uh, uh, Dykstra sums up this. I'm going to say it out loud so it, uh, it's more coherent. But I'm going to, in the Patreon, I'll also bring some of uh, my favorite Dykstra moments. Uh, he is completely hammered during the entire documentary that he appears in. And there will be a clip that comes up later that will just demonstrate that. Uh, but, he, but he quotes, and this is a thing that they all would say. He, they, they said, when they go to other, other cities, they go, we're going to drink their beer. Fuck their women and kick their ass. And hear the lamentations of the Dude, women. I was going straight there. see <laughs> <laughs> your enemy driven before you drink their beer. Fuck their wives. Okay. Hide the children. <laughs> we raping everybody out here. <laughs> we mesmerized them. <laughs> <laughs> then the scumbags come in after you have decimated the scorched earth. <laughs> Scumbunch. Oh, <laughs> those guys are sick. <laughs> Vile. <laughs> Santana comes in, <laughs> cleans up the whole place with his thick braids, <laughs> high pressure washing. I don't know why it's Arnold and not even Arnold. <laughs> no, it works. It works. 
Uh, so this attitude, you know. Well, he did that Hercules in Manhattan movie, I think. Oh, yeah. Hercules in New York. Is it's Conan, Lu- dude. Is that Lou Ferrigno, too? Well, I'm just going from him and Conan and then to Hercules in New York. Mm. So, uh, so it was July nineteenth that year. They go to this. Uh, they go to Houston to play a game, and uh, and then after uh, after that uh, after the game, a few of them go to this place called Cooters. Cooters, shit. Which was is uh, it like a bottom? It's like a chicken wing bar. No, it's, it's like a, it was an infamous bar that was in Houston that the owner. Well, in New York, we got the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> the the owner built it, and his rule was that like local. Players drink free, and so he wanted to make this the giant club where people in Houston would be like, "Oh, let's go there because there's going to be athletes there." And uh, so, and it was next to a, a men's club. Strip club. <laughs> that's what they called it. That's what they called it back then. Strip club. It's a men's club, like the Y. <laughs> it's like a piss club with a secret <laughs> spiral staircase. Yeah, it's a fucking uh, honky tonk piss club, you know, underneath the pizza shop. And and the guys who did security there, of course, were uh, cops. Mm. Not on duty, but cops who were working. Moonlighting. Moonlighting, yeah. Uh, and so uh, it's it's this second baseman, Tim Tuffle, uh, His It's his first kid is being born. It uh, was born that day. And so he goes out with a few guys, a bunch of guys. Fuck the mom. And he gets wasted. Like, he doesn't drink, but he gets wasted. He's in a great mood. And they close that place down. And... Uh, it, Tim and another guy are, are 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 being escorted out by one of the the body the the, the doorman bouncers the bouncers and uh, a couple of the other guys uh, they go and like I gotta take a piss before we leave. As Tuffle is outside, there something happens with between him and one of the cops, and Tuffle turns and throws a punch at the cop. Mm. Cop tackles him down. Someone yells, "Break his arm!" <laughs> Put him in a body bag. And so the other player with Tuffle then starts... Breaking the cop's arm? No, no, no. One of the cops yelled break his arm because they were a baseball player. Oh. Oh, and they're in another city. Yeah, and they're in Houston. (laughs) That's the law! (laughs) Punch a cop, you break your arm! (laughs) Then they got to put him down because it's like breaking a racehorse's leg. (laughs) (laughs) So then the other guy out with Tuffle, he, he starts... Get in with the cops. They both get arrested. The two guys who went to the bathroom, they walk outside. They're arrested just because. <laughs> there's well, the, there's they, the tuffle scuffle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so they all go to jail. It's fucking three in the morning. And they're trying to, the, 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 the press guy for the team is like, fuck, I don't know what do I do. Gets them out early because he has a connection. But because it's arrest records, this <laughs> hits Jimmy the Perk. news. <laughs> yeah. this, James Burke. This hits the news. And so now it's this whole thing. It's a tuffle scuffle. Yes. <laughs> we don't want. It's a Super Bowl. <laughs> it's caused no trouble. <laughs> and so, we do. <laughs> so these these meds, you know, they're like, you know, we're tough guys, we're hard guys, but like we don't want to like, you know, we'll get in trouble if this shit happens. Right. Uh, but when yeah, the, two of them got into jail for just pissing. Yeah. And when they all when they all show up the next morning at ironically, uh, it wasn't Santana. <laughs> 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 he does on the bus. That's the difference. Uh, when they show up in the in the, the clubhouse uh, uh, that day, uh, someone had uh, put tape in each of their lockers to to string it down to make it look like bars, and then put a bar of soap in each of their lockers. Oh, that's <laughs> so dumb. Mm-hmm. It's a rape joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. The, the soap is a rape. Yeah, don't yeah. drop oh, the don't soap. Drop well, no, don't it's drop you, that shit. When you go to jail, you, they give you here's your soap. <laughs> 
right? No, they don't. No, they it's don't, it's a don't drop the soap. Don't drop show. the show. No, it's not, dude. You are the most innocent man of all time. Yeah. Why would it? You're in jail. You're gonna get rape. It's totally a rape joke. Don't drop the soap. No, but they give you a piece of soap when you. They give you soap. Okay, when you go to jail. No, sure. not, not in they, the drunk tank. <laughs> they also probably give you a fucking toothbrush. But the soap is iconic for don't drop. I understand the connection. <laughs> connection. Call up James Burke. Let's see what he has to say. <laughs> the origins of soap. But the team would. Uh, they so they. They were a little on edge, and they're in Cincinnati after this. And it's the 10th inning of a 3-3 game, and uh, Ray Knight's playing third, and a guy slides into him and hops up and bumps him a little bit. Mm. Ray bumps him back. Nice. They're a little chatter back and forth. Ray, Ray Knight, Golden Gloves guy, punches a guy in the face. Yeah, so when you say, because let's clarify, that you can be a Golden Glove winner yeah. in baseball, which means you oh, are, you're, you are the best you're, position you're, player oh, yeah, in no, your position. When I go to Golden Gloves, I go to boxing. Yeah, so do I. But right. just, you know, there is Golden Gloves right. that you can yes. win in baseball, and there's also Golden Gloves, uh, yes. boxing, yeah. which is a boxing uh, right. uh, accolade. But so he just basically gets like a, like a mild mosh. And no, it's a bench-clearing brawl. No, no, oh, I'm saying what started it. Yes. And then so he clocks them, and then everybody's off the bench. Yes, and this was one of the this was maybe the second or third of the four bench clearing brawls they would have that season. Yeah, uh, <laughs> which might be a record. Damn. And uh, well, there would have been more, but some of the guys were in the tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> they were fucking lighting up scars. <laughs> Daryl, there's a fight. <laughs> I'm about to nut. <laughs> so the bench is clear. Uh, there's this uh, huge fight. A, a bunch of people get kicked out. And there's the Mets barely have a team to play the game anymore, and to the point where where they have a pitcher in right field and they have a pitcher get on the, the fuck out of here. No, seriously, Gary Carter, the catcher, he's playing third base because they have a backup catcher in, uh, and uh, they have a, a pitcher in right field and they have a pitcher on the mound, and they're one's a lefty, one's a righty. So Davey Johnson, anytime he had to switch pitchers, would call the right fielder in to pitch, put the pitcher in the right field. Oh my god. Wow. And so this scum bunch are running the show. <laughs> <laughs> so this keep this game just goes on uh uh just forever. It goes into extra innings. And so this just this shell of a team is 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 playing in extra innings and uh And they're playing Houston? Uh they're playing Cincinnati. Cincinnati. And so now it's the fourteenth inning, they're still tied. And uh Howard Johnson, he's a three run home run. And uh, the team goes, all right, well, oh, hey, oh, hey, to basically say, like, well, we're fucking back. We fight, we win. <laughs> <laughs> we, no one can stop us. Doesn't matter who's playing. If we're ever down four runs, start a brawl. Yeah, yeah exactly. We'll take out some of their guys and we'll lose some of our own. But yeah, you know, that the really, war of attrition on this. Really going to strengthen the team, you know? Especially like, you know, the whole switching pitchers thing. You're not stuck in this. I'm not stuck in this stadium with you. <laughs> You're stuck in here with us. Matt, can we take a quick break? Uh, uh, yes, I just want to... One more little thing before we get to just the end of the season. Okay. And then that'd be a good time for a break. Uh, so the team uh, kept crushing and cruising. Uh, they were I way... Always be cruising. They were way ahead in the standings. Uh, but at the same time, they, they didn't... They had a, a pride of, of do not... We don't want anyone to beat us. The season lasts 180 days Fuck. from April to October, right? And the Mets were in first place for 170 of those. Fuck. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> and when we come back, we will uh, touch on the other song they made. 
It's a two-song season. <laughs> it's a two-song season. Four brawls, two songs. Yeah. Meanwhile, in the history of the club, <laughs> two songs. <laughs> we'll be right back, folks. And we're back. <laughs> Let's just say during the break, we were talking about the terrible raps mm-hmm. of the Super Bowl shuffle and stuff. Right. <laughs> But, like, they are somehow, like, appalling, but, like, there's something where you're, like, <laughs> somehow catchy? Yeah, I mean, just like, you know, Sports Chalet will take you to the limit. Right. Sports Chalet will take you to the limit. Yeah. I like, don't know. So then Aaron made yeah. uh, the, the very <laughs> the very correct uh, 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 point. The, the li- because the, the lyrics are... We don't want to cause <laughs> no, no trouble. We say. just want to do the Super Bowl. They don't even want to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> they don't even yeah. want to cause trouble. We just want to. We just want to do the Super Bowl shuffle. Yeah. <laughs> they don't want to put you out of your day. They don't <laughs> want to bother you. I don't even want to play football no more. <laughs> right, man. You know, Dad. I'm picking up shuffling. <laughs> yeah, but Aaron also made the point that those early terrible raps. And again, we re-listened to the piss episodes, and I said Brian Wilson does that appalling one. From the nineties. And it like that guy, the guys from the Mets, the guys doing the Super Bowl shuffle, uh, as Aaron pointed out very correctly, no, not nearly as uh, graceful as Debbie Harry doing it in like the first recorded rap. Yeah. At least in a it might be the first recorded rap, period. Um It was the first video of a rap. Uh, yeah. But like she named your laps like, you know, yes. Fab Five Press. Because like, they were already doing that. They were already doing it. She was yeah. she had a music video and that and was she already, yeah, kinda of already had a career or whatever. But like she she's slick about it. But it's good. It's good. Yeah. She's she's slick about it. These guys sound like they're like so embarrassed in front of Mike. And Matt was like, Yeah, they're fucking they're athletes. And I'm like, that's also them at every fucking press conference. Yes. Why there's like thirty people with microphones surrounding these fucking momos. But that's the that's the difference between guys like that and Keith Hernandez, who oh dum dum, you know that's the manager Davey Johnson. But <laughs> but that's the difference. There are guys who know how to deal with it, and some and some maybe even kind of enjoy it and having yeah. fun. Like Marsh Marshawn Lynch, mm-hmm. you know he eventually he, he was like, okay, I've I'm gonna wear press conferences. I'm gonna just I'm gonna make I'm gonna have fun with these. And then yes. they do now. Then they started realizing, all right, we got to do media training. Yeah, teach these guys yes, how to do definitely. shit, dude. Yes. It's always been that way. Like the whole thing, like you know, when fucking Charles Barkley or whatever was like, wait, I have to be a role model. No, I'm a basketball player. Yeah, like mind your fucking business. Like, but all these guys are like, like you know, it's just like I think you know, especially like going through like the college like stuff and everything. Like, oh, you got to be so sanitized and like, what all- do you care what I think? Ask the. Coach, yeah, and then it makes it well, le- it leads to the same incredibly bland ESPN interview every time. Like, mm-hmm. did you lose? Uh-huh. Like, well, we just didn't bring it out there today. And the other team scored more points. Yeah, than us. yeah, dude, it's it's really that stupid. It's 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 really it's such a waste of time. And it's there's there is a sports media industrial complex. Yeah. Of yeah. Oh, okay. Well, we have a sideline reporter. The coach can't say. What, what they really think, because they have to go in the locker room and figure out how to solve that. <laughs> right. Exactly. And, and uh, yeah. Uh, it's like war reporting. Yeah. Like, oh, what's your strategy? I'm not telling you. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to tell people? Oh, this is live? <laughs> I don't think my phone reaches the front line because yeah. <laughs> they're failing. <laughs> so, 
Can Could I, you get this message to them? <laughs> <laughs> Can I use your phone? <laughs> you know, like, but the only thing that really makes the fucking news is this shit, like you said, like Marshawn Lynch and like, think, like the guys that go off script, probably like the Lenny Dykstra's, you know, and they say shit where like- Alan Iverson. Then right. th- then it's really, the real reporting is the sports columnist. Oh God, Mike Lupin. There, Mike Lupin you know shows mean? up a, a few times in this documentary and the first time you're like, oh, that's racist. <laughs> He's like, he's something like, so and so goes dark, and you're like, oh, you mean the black guy? <laughs> I think that's the second one. I don't know if that was. No, no man, I think you're pretty racist there. He has yeah. his other. He has his earlier one where you're just like, oh god, the Jimmy, just, Jimmy the Greek style. <laughs> Jesus, like I don't know, like the sports editorial column, like like oh yeah, oh the ethics, the ethics of sport. Fuck off. Well, no, I mean, it, it is a thing, especially in baseball. They're like, oh, you know, it's just, you know, it's supposed to be. You know why Barry Bonds took steroids? Because the media was sucking the dick of guys who are way worse than him until they took steroids. Yeah. Barry Bonds goes, Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa, they couldn't hold my fucking jock. Yeah. I'm the best player in baseball. You want to see what steroids does to a good player? Yeah. <laughs> Check out my hat sizes. <laughs> Check me out one time like this. Barry Bonds shattered every record he could. Yeah. Your, your thing about, uh, what was it? Um, <laughs> Barry Bonds is an alien from another planet. Yeah, that's, who, that's who an old Deadspin article. Sent yeah. to save baseball from yeah. space. And, like, it's uh, it, it's mind-blowing. Yeah. Uh, Guys were on steroids pitching to him, and he destroyed them all. Yeah, because he also had the HGH, he had yeah. the cream, and the clear. The, that's right, and, and then, the Vagisil. And he got, he got. It was, and he was also already an, an incredible baseball. He was a player. Hall of Fame baseball player before he took steroids. Yeah, yeah, and then he had a smaller cup, <laughs> <laughs> and, a, cup. and a bigger helmet. <laughs> <laughs> Smart. <laughs> they called him Dum Dum after that. Small co- or big cock Dum Dum. All right, all right. That solves that one. That would have been. Remember when like our biggest problem in this country was yes, Congress they- investigating baseball <laughs> and shark attacks? Oh, no. Jesus Christ! Yeah. Glory day. Don't <laughs> pass you by. So the Mets had a second song, guys, and this one was officially sanctioned by the team. The first one was not. We'll cover it again. We'll oh, cover that it one. was Bulak? It was, it was something. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, the team wasn't down with Metsmerize? It, it was just no. on the it was on the mixtape. It was on a tape. And they say, <laughs> uh, they say maybe a hundred of them. Uh, this is the official team song. Uh, It's just a video of them, like, highlights oh. of them playing the game. <laughs> Don't they get fucking Bon Jovi? Oh, this is straight up Major League. Yeah. Wild thing! Let's go! 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 I think Ferris Bueller just came out around this time. Oh, I thought that was Santana. Okay, okay. We, we, if we need to. What did they say? Where well, there's a meth man, there's a Mets man? 
Where there's a meth fan, there's a meth fan? <laughs> Is that what you said? It's not a meth man, there's a meth fan, but but same difference. Yeah. Same idea. <laughs> I'll meet you in the tunnel. Uh, <laughs> I, I, if you guys would like, I can give you more details about that song. Uh if need be, on the next Patreon. I'm going to listen to that privately. Yeah. <laughs> on like, loop. Well, like a lot. Yeah. Okay. I'm a little that one's jukebox. good. Mesmerized, bad wordplay. Yeah. No wonder yeah. the team didn't sanction it. <laughs> the team didn't know about the other one. I don't think they knew about anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, when it comes to Doc Gooden, that's their official stance. <laughs> do, you remember, do you remember Mesmerized, sir? Nope. And I'm still reading that book. <laughs> now, before, so <laughs> I should add before we get into uh, the end, the near the end of the regular season, uh, all the signs were there for Doc Gooden. He uh, Ray Knight at one point, uh, the 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 third baseman, he was at a charity event earlier in the season, and the baseball commissioner came up to him and said, "Hey, Ray, uh, do you got a you got a second? Uh, so there's a young black star on your team who we're pretty positive has a huge drug problem, cocaine. And Ray's like, Daryl. Because every, to everybody, Doc Gooden was like the cleanest. He came from a good household. He's a Gooden. At least the belief at the time was he came from a good household. Doc would say that in the documentary that like his parents had problems. His mom shot his dad once. and <laughs> Once. <laughs> At least they you know, together. Yeah. Uh, and so Ray Knight goes to Daryl. He's like, hey, Daryl, I heard there's a young black uh, star on our team who uh, has a drug problem. And <laughs> and, and uh, Ray Knight says, Daryl said, Doc. And Daryl said, Daryl says he said, it's not me. Which which is interpreted as Doc. So there's a there's an argument about right. who said what. Because mm. Daryl said I would never I would never narc on. It. Yeah, yeah. I just said it wasn't me. I didn't me. say a curveball. I just, I just <laughs> didn't say a fastball. <laughs> so what's the pitch? <laughs> yeah. Exactly, exactly, John. And there was a time uh, uh, early in the '85 season where Gooden just almost didn't make a start because he showed up like an hour before the game. And normally you show up like four hours before a yeah. game because you take batting practice. <laughs> yeah, you got to get rubbed yeah. down. <laughs> you got to take the. You, well, <laughs> you got to tie I, a few on. I completely forgot to talk about the all the amphetamines they were doing, because they were doing a shit ton of amphetamines. Yeah, amphetamines traditionally had been that the drug of the baseball. The drug of baseball before cocaine. Oh yeah, Bennies. Yes. Greenies. Greenies. Whoa, 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 really? Yeah, yeah I, man. No, dude, this is. This, I, really? well, we, you know, no, we, I, talk, we, we talked, talked about, about it in the Pittsburgh episode. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. Right, okay, so so. Because and then like those are the things that like um, those are the things that actually help you play baseball. Yeah, unlike, because they unlike, last long. Unlike yeah. cocaine, cocaine, but, you're just like out there like Ugh, I can't wait to get this and, last and, out. And, and, and it's the idea of uh, the the fighter pilots with the yeah. yes, yes the precision. Yeah, and uh, you know it doesn't um, uh, it doesn't fade away or make you want to start a business. So a Mets fan was a meth man. <laughs> I mean. Tons of amphetamines in baseball for every, like thirty every, years. Every team, and, and, and I mean, Jim, and still now, dude, they're fucking taking Adderall. Jim Bouton talks about it in Ball Four, which if you, if you are a baseball fan, you should read Ball Four. Mm -hmm. His like un like secret diary of his time playing, learning the knuckleball, playing with the expansion Seattle Pilots, where he talks about like in when he was playing in the sixties, there were just jars in the clubhouse full of uppers and downers. Yeah. And people be like, oh, like, you know, there was a charity game with their kids and someone's kid had a good game. They're like, oh, did you give them some of those? 
Ah, uh, it was just yeah. like everybody, and so in the. And it was a housewife drug at the time. And like, but in, So in the 80s, because of cocaine, Major League Baseball was like, oh, maybe we should phase these out a little bit, which is to say they, they were like, maybe we should make it so obvious. When really what they should have done was make the meth more plentiful <laughs> so they wouldn't have to resort to the crack and cocaine. Well, yeah. Well, so, I mean, so there would be guys who... The there, meth checks out. There was a system where, like, one of the players said, he's like, when I first got there... Uh, one of the guy, one of the veterans was like, "Hey, can you get me some milk?" And he's like, "Milk?" He's like, <laughs> "Probably straight edge." Yeah, was this the guy that didn't do any drugs? Or no, no, no. So, <laughs> if you took too many greenies, you drank some milk to to level out a little bit. Well, yeah, well, stomach, it was, stomach lining. It would slow the absorption. Yeah, of it or and something? then you drank coffee to kick it up. If you if once the yeah, once yeah, the game started or piss kicks yeah, up, well, kicks if, up if, only if you it's your piss. If it's got to be your piss or maybe strawberries or something like that. <laughs> but uh, so. so Every everybody, almost everybody was doing them, and uh, you know one of the reasons there was such a drinking problem in baseball was like these guys are trying to fall asleep. Up. They're trying to fall asleep, you know, but they can drink thirty beers and just keep going. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Gooden was he was a a, a a sweet guy who didn't know how to say no to people. And uh, he, what about the drugs? Well, he didn't know how to say no to the people offering him drugs, mm-hmm. and then he started. And, and Hernandez said that he saw the signs. And everybody everybody in the front office in the Mets was like, even the manager, David Johnson, goes, well, I, I didn't know. And and you really wonder how how far that really stretches. Yeah, this is the 86 Mets. Right. Who doesn't know? Well, Gooden wasn't doing coke necessarily with those guys. It would just be they would go, they would go hey, we're all going to meet at a club. And Gooden said, okay, I'll meet you guys there. And then he wouldn't show. Yeah. Because he would be doing coke with his dealer or something. Yeah. He's the lonely stoner. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, but Hernandez, Hernandez said, he's like, one time we're on the bus, and I saw him on the back of the bus, and he was doing this caged animal routine. And he's like, as a guy, I, I know what it does. And he's like, I saw that. Uh, so. <laughs> was that racist or something? No, because he was on so much coke. He was like, <laughs> he was looking around me like, oh, yeah, oh. people are going to know I'm on coke. God, what a nightmare. Yeah. It's like those chickens. Oh, well, from Avengers? <laughs> oh, from the. <laughs> okay. Save that for the yeah, Patreon. Save that for the <laughs> Okay, so, so end of the it's season. All cooped up. So that was just <laughs> that Gooden thing. And meanwhile, Gooden was just not pitching at the same level he had the year before, hmm. but he was still. One of the best, even on cocaine at that time, yeah. he was still one of the best pitchers in baseball. Yeah. This would not be true later, but at that time. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so should've, we should have brought out the steroids. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay, so we go to September. September 12th, uh, the Mets need just two wins to cl- clinch the division. Uh, you know, and, and like I said, in first place, almost the entire season. God. All but 12 games, pretty much? All but, te- all but 10 days. Even that doesn't so like so even that's when they three games. Yeah, it could have been. Yeah, no double headers. Uh, <laughs> they and then they just, then they just lose four straight games. They just need to win two. Then they beat the Cardinals, and then September seventeenth, they're home at Shea Stadium. Uh, they they beat the Chicago Cubs. They win their division by twenty one and a half games, uh, which I, I believe at the time uh, was the largest ever gap. Gap. Mm-hmm. Uh, they won one hundred and eight games, ninth most all time. Even now. Now, yeah. Fuck. And and you can only imagine how the fans at that time treated this with the class. 
Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. The from Queens? And, and the very thoughtful, humble, good yeah. sport winners. As they're getting slugged at the... <laughs> So, the, slugged so fucked up! Slugged from the World Series, I think is what he was saying. The last out of the game was a ground ball to second base. Mm. And as soon as it hit the second base, as soon as the ball was grounded, people were already running out of the field. By the time the ball hit the second baseman's glove, Wally Backman, by the time the ball hit his glove, there were already hundreds of people in the field. By the time Keith Hernandez catches the ball at first base... Oh, they're base, running onto the field. Yes. yes. By the time Keith Hernandez catches the ball at first base, a guy is already past him in the infield. The guy, <laughs> I'm going to show you the video, the guy stops running to let the ball go by him and then runs. Otherwise, he would have been hit with the ball. Holy fucking shit. These, <laughs> so, this is... That's, dude, I mean, the fans mirror the team, like, straight up. Mm. But the team mirrors yeah, right. the city. <laughs> yeah. Pure, pure anarchy. Yes. Just... Raiders fans. <laughs> Raiders fans. Oh, I can't see. No, no, I'm going to flip it. Yeah, chill out, man. I feel like I'm chill. Yeah, pretty chill. <laughs> More or less. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is the assemble moment. <laughs> I was looking at which way I was going to run. That's the only thing I was worried about. That's Mookie Wilson. Hello. Which way am Stan I going Mookie to Wilson? run? Stan Mookie Wilson? Mookie's just Mookie? I think so. Right I remember. There's a fan out there. Looks like Where's Waldo? The fans are storming the field. If I would have made an error on that play, there would have been 10,000 people that were already on the field that would have killed me. <laughs> oh, it's true. When the levy breaks, nice. But not. And the adoring fans. It's actually. Is field. that when the levy breaks? It oh. Yes. Oh, because it's yes. Beastie Boys. Pause boutique. This has got to be Paul's routine. And A6? Grabbed my glove and tried to take my glove. And I looked at him and I went... Is that Keith Hernandez? <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. Look at his hat. Look at all these fucking unkempt eyebrows. <laughs> A lot of guys from the deli here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Left field bullpen with Lee Smith. Here come 10,000 people onto the field. Dude, this Bodies is bonkers. Bodies rolling down on top of the screen above us. Oh, dude, you got people like doing the tight rope? I think that's the only time I really was afraid of New York. Hey, it's because you lived in Connecticut. <laughs> Probably. And I remember seeing this scrum, 10 or 12 guys, and they're, they're around one guy. They had freaking home plate. This much concrete at the bottom of it, they tore it out of the ground. No fucking way. So uh, 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 that was uh, Ed Lynch, uh, who was on the team at the beginning of the season, then was traded, and then was there on the visiting team for the last game, and he saw that. And he said when he was traded, he, him and his wife, he, he saw a game on TV like the next day when he was eating dinner with his wife, and he just started crying because he knew. He knew these guys. Really? We're going to go the whole way? Yeah, and he was on, wasn't on the team anymore. Well, you know, you got to, like, when it's New York in the 80s, and it's abysmal, and this is, like, the bright light, mm -hmm. like the one bright light. I mean, I, I'm imagining. I'm not a fucking scholar, but no, no, Aaron, you're completely it's, right. It's a powder keg, and yeah. it can go one way or another. Yeah. It's one of those things, you know. Like you know, and and New York was a lot better at the time. Like of me and everybody in the eighth grade charging around Manhattan for the Yankees parade. Not even a Yankees fan. Yeah. 
but I don't want to. Go, thing to but, do. I, but I don't want to go to school, and you don't want to miss. <laughs> you don't want to miss that. I don't want to miss it. Yeah. And it was just a thing where like everybody on the street was just like Yankees, yeah. right? Like they were, everybody's just like in that mood, and they're like, we gotta get something. <laughs> it's no, but it's a it's a collective thing. There's a feeling. Uh, I mean, when you are in a crowd, especially when it's a positive thing like that. And exactly. not like hooliganism or yeah. something. Or like, you know, I mean, it, this was, I, this is kind of before the time in the States when even if you won the World Series or the NBA championship, that like, even if you won now, they like just like lip car, like cars on fire. Right. 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 No, even like fucking college, like a college team wins and like a 20, 20 year old is like, this is the, this is the height of my life. Right. And I'm going to fucking flip this car and then. Exactly. Yeah. But it's the thing, you know, especially there, it's like, you know, when I'm saying like guys from the deli. Yeah. It also means like, like the usual thing there, the, the thing where like, you know, in, in a place where you're on top of each other, especially. Right. And then, like, you're in these fucking, these places, and you're, you're waiting for a sandwich, you're waiting for a bagel, egg and cheese, like, whatever. Gotta talk Every, about something. People are, Connects people got to the New York Post, and they're mm-hmm. bitching about something. Mm-hmm. It's mostly bitching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of sports bitching. Mm-hmm. And then, you have one thing if there's bitch one about. good thing, <laughs> you know what I mean? And also, this team, they're like, these guys are hard. They're New York. They're fucking goofs. Mm-hmm. Like, sums are dorks. Sums are dum-dums. <laughs> yes. No, I mean, it's it's really actually much more special to me to know that there was like very well educated people on it now. <laughs> yeah, because what? No, they don't have an excuse. <laughs> but yeah, like what bedlam? Yeah, like Jesus Christ. Uh, so, so uh, it was chaos. One pitcher hurt his shoulder, his non-pitching shoulder. Thankfully, when a fan jumped on him, uh, people tore the ground. Out. There were holes in the ground. No, because they took Ripped the ground home the... so they could bring it. They, they I'm gonna plant my grass with, with the Shea Stadium infield grass. And I thought it was a subway series. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, like home plate is has like a foot of concrete. That's what you're saying. Uh-huh. And but guys <laughs> took it out. Keith Hernandez says in the documentary, he's like, they're like guys. Two guys stole it. They ran into the corner and they were getting kicked by other guys so they could <laughs> steal it. They did all the heavy it's lifting. Like piece of the Berlin Wall. They did all the heavy lifting, and then these guys like, "Give me that! Give me that!" You Imagine you, you take the you take this, the trade home, and you just see a guy holding like a fucking like foot long piece of concrete with the rebar. <laughs> yeah, it'd be this the guy is home plate. I swear you're like, to God. You're like, I mean, no a dream scenario. Like, first of all, I got on the field. Uh-huh. Nice. Yeah. I'm not getting arrested. Cool. Right. Maybe I get to high five Daryl Strawberry. Yeah. These guys go. With my fingers, <laughs> I'm going to rip off the foundation. Remove, remove a cement hub <laughs> attached dome plate that goes 40 inches deep into dirt yeah. with other guys that are scrounging around. And people, and people wonder how they built the pyramids. And then people are going to try to jack us as if, as if when they go down the tunnel, there's not going to be other guys to steal it from them. Mm-hmm. There's always a bigger fish. Yeah. <laughs> the cops only arrested two people that day, they said. What did those guys do? <laughs> One of them punched a cop. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Break his <laughs> And I'm going to call it right there. Stay tuned for next week's episode, the thrilling conclusion to the Scum Bunches season. I'm going to say goodnight. My name is John Fahey. My name is Aaron Peter. Happy birthday. 
birthday, Edgar. Edgar almost. We Happy love you, birthday, buddy. Edgar. Ever so. Good night. Good night, everybody. We love you. Podcast Network.